where the Bristol Hot uh, Pitbulls head coach Jamie Elson after a few high scoring games at this fit, that was a bit of a change to start today. <laughs> yeah, it was a contrast for sure. Uh, maybe it was due. We've, you know, we've had a few shootouts and uh, a few old school high scoring games. So, uh, you know, to be fair, like defensively, we, you know, we're, I, we've been good this year, I feel, defensively. And uh, just offensively, where we've been really good, we were, we were struggling this weekend. I, to me, it wasn't even just the, uh, the double of goals scored. That's easily the most physical game. That, we, that we've seen in this rig from the, from the very first shift that the hits were were bigger the hits were more frequent than, than we've seen in these previous three games in this rig yeah I think you know you, to give credit to them they're a young team like us um, and they play hard and they play they play hard every time you play them home and away so we, we knew that was coming and you know we kind of asked our guys to match that level and I thought they did to be fair I mean, is it a surprise given the how young both teams are to see a game that physical you don't ex possibly expect that from a more experienced older team um, I, you know it, it depends it's kind of there's physicality and then there's intimidation and I think you know there was two teams playing hard playing physical um, without the kind of some of the older guys you see in this league who maybe are around to intimidate a bit more. As far as Slough's concerned, obviously a lot of the, the, the focus has been on uh, Brett Shepard with the 61-shot shutout. But I, I, I felt Slough almost played the perfect road game. It wasn't just about the number of shots that Shepard was, was facing. They were doing a really good job of crowding us off the puck. They were doing a really good job of, uh, you know, sort of getting bodies into our lanes. What, what was that really down to Were we just struggling to, to to get back to what's made the success of these last few weeks? Um, you know, I'm not sure. I, you know, watching the game back, you know, and even on the night, I felt like we actually played a good game. Um, and watching it back, and if anything, I actually even more frustrated watching it back because, you know, the first certainly first 30 minutes, I felt we really dom really dominated. Um, first period, we, we we really were on top. Um, but we've just got to find a way to bear down and score in some of those situations. You know, we don't go to the net, we don't go to the dirty areas enough. That's something we've talked about. That's something we're trying to address. Um, but even without that, you know, our offense has been pretty pretty ruthless at times. And uh, yeah, we just didn't quite have that final knack of scoring on Saturday. I mean, was that especially obvious where the, the number of power play opportunities we got in the third period where we, we, we could quite capitalize on those? Yeah, the power play is just you know the one thing that we're really struggling on right now and we've talked a hell of a lot and the thing is you know we're working at it and it's getting better but at the same time while we're working on it and we're talking about it a lot I think the guys are putting a lot of pressure on themselves with it and uh, you know that's just you know the difference in the game was one power play goal they scored a power play goal and we didn't um, you know we didn't give up anything five on five you know actually five on five of the last couple of weekends we've barely given up anything um, you know, special teams win and lose games and right now unfortunately our PK is stepping up and the guys on the PK are playing phenomenal but our power play is just not quite where we need it to be. Following it uh, went, went over to Romford, uh, another tight low scoring game this time you know, we, we were the ones that managed to find that, that, that final touch last minute goal we, we conceded that in Solent you must feel satisfied that we were able to do that to somebody else. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was coming. It had been building for a while. We, you know, we started slow, but uh, you know, as the game went on, we were definitely the stronger team of the two. The last period, I think, uh, our depth and our kind of little bit more composure and experience stepped up. And uh, you know, in particular, Lipsy, Warren, Tamas, Elias Line really 
really brought it to the table in the last period and uh you know, between them and, you know, a veteran uh, experience with Loris that was out with them on that last face-off. We, you know, we run a set play and we execute it perfectly and it's the back of the net. And, uh, you know, I think we got what we deserved, but we certainly, we were made to work for it. Looking back at the, the weekend as a whole, only two goals against, but only two points. So is that sort of happy with the process, but disappointed with the outcome? Yeah, 100%. So, you know, we're, we're happy that with the process that we're moving forward all the time. You know, uh, it's such a hard one to dissect and kind of and be hard on the guys Saturday because, you know, we're all disappointed, me more than anyone, that we, we don't take two points, you know, at home because we played a good high set to the guys on Sunday. We played a good hockey game. We're disappointed, but, you know, we played a good hockey game. You, score, you, know, you get 61 shots in a game, you're doing a lot of things right and you win. 99 times out of 100 if you get 61 shots and uh, it was one of those nights so yeah we weren't clinical enough but it was a bit of a freak that literally we hit pipes we hit bars the goalie made some huge saves and I, I don't think you'll ever see a 61 shot shot in this <laughs> building so uh, yeah you have to take, tip, tip your hat to him but like yeah you know I said to the guys like we can't be too down um, we Losing has got to sting. We've we got to let it sting because you want to use that as motivation to move forward. But at the same time, we can't get away from what we're doing because we're having so much success in terms of generating that type of offense. Looking forward to this weekend. Uh, Milton Keynes at home. We've played them already once. Scored a reasonable number of goals against them. They obviously struggled last weekend with a, a bit of a blow against Chelmsford. What are you expected on Saturday? Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, you know, when we were up there, it was the first game of the season. Um... You know, and we had we had a good night when we were up there for our point of our first game. And you know, they've been up and down. They've had a couple of games where they kept teams tight, and they've had a couple of games where uh, you know they unfortunately have had a bit of a score racked up on them. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, nobody wants to see that really. You know, we want a, a good competitive game in here. You know, they've got some real veteran guys that have played at a much higher level that we're missing on the weekend. So you know, we've got to anticipate them coming in here with their full squad and. Uh, when they have their full squad, they have enough about them that they can take two points from us. So, you know, we've just got to prepare like we do every weekend, give them our full respect, which we'll, this is exactly what we'll do. And uh, we've got to play the right way because, you know, it is about the process and about what we're building. So uh, we can't just get a team in here that we feel or a slightly weaker team than the previous weekend and go off script and start doing different things because that's not how we've got to where we are now. Well, thank you, Jimmy. Good luck that weekend. Thank you very much. Joined by the Bristol Hood, the Pitbulls netminder, John Dibble. Hi, Graham. How you doing? Thank you, John. Very well. How are you? Good. Yes, very well. Thank you. Uh, two games at the weekend, only two goals against. Um, yeah, as much as that was only one win, still must be really happy to, to only be conceding two goals over 120 minutes of hockey. Yeah, it's always good to concede, concede um, a little goal as possible. Two goals in a weekend, I'm happy with that. Um, I, I had a lot of help out from my defence. They're doing very well this season. Uh, blocking shots, clearing the rebounds, limiting the shots to, to low percentage scoring opportunities. So I'm gr very grateful for that. I mean, as much as we've had some fairly sort of, you know, big scoring games he uh, here at Bristol, a lot of the road games this season have been a lot tighter. I mean, sort of real you know, games go down to you know, one goal at the, 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 as a decider. How does it feel to be in front of the net later that sort of game? Trying to, you know, know that every shot you save is absolutely critical to that final score. Nerve wracking. Uh, when you got a close game and there's a few minutes left and you're getting peppered with shots and you know that it could be a one goal game and, and yeah, it's, it's quite nerve wracking. You just, you're itching for your guys to, to get that go ahead goal like on Sunday with the close one all a game against Romford. Uh, thought it was going to go into overtime. One minute left. Loris bangs one in. Sigh of relief. <laughs> but the, 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 
fact, it must be more enjoyable games than the ones where, yeah, it's a one-sided game in either direction where in some ways you feel less critical to the overall scoreline. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, the, the close games are, are, are a lot of fun to play in. Um, even though I do say it's nerve-wracking, it's, it's what I live for, those close games. Uh, I don't know if you're aware, but you're currently on a, a, a career high for save percentage. You're actually just slightly higher than when we won the Division 2 back in 2015. What do you put that down to? That's awesome to hear. Thank you very much for letting me know that. Um, after working hard in the summer, getting ready for the new season, uh, um, and how well drilled our defence is playing at the moment. They're, as I said earlier on, they're limiting the shots I get to, to low scoring percentages, even when they are getting the shots through. The defence is doing a very good job at getting that puck clear. You're one of the few players who who's been here since day one. You, know, you played that very first game back at Frogmore Street 2009. You did those three seasons at the, at the old Bristol rink. You went through a, a, a few years with us on the road playing out of Oxford. What, what what does it feel to you to have gone full circle be back at this amazing facility now? Oh, it's incredible. To be playing a few years on the road for Bristol, um, Richie did a great job keeping the team together, but now we're back in Bristol, coming to that first game and seeing all the fans that, that packed the crowd out um, was just an absolutely incredible experience. Thank you, Jordan. Good luck next weekend. Thank you, Graham. So we're joined now by the Bristol Honda Pitbulls captain, Loris Taylor. Loris, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you very much. Uh, obviously, you've got the, the late go game with the goal at Romford. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, thank you. It was a, a tough moment, a hard game from both teams, to be fair. And it's one of them things It could have went either way. And yeah, luckily, the bounce was on our side on the night. Obviously, we've been we, we victim to that ourselves this season with the game down in Solon. Did that make it particularly sweet being able to do it to somebody else? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always nice to get a late winner, no matter where you are and who you're playing. Uh, it's, like you said, it happened to us in Solent. It shouldn't have happened to us in Solent, so I guess it made it feel even better because we know we shouldn't have lost in Solent and getting the win there just made it feel way nicer. Your second the goals of the team... Uh, Again, congratulations. I, I didn't know that, but thank you. But, I mean, that, that line with you, uh, Ollie, Ozzy, that does seem to be linked up really nicely. Yeah, I, if you look back, I played with Ozzy in Isle of Wight, so I was on a line with Ozzy on the Isle of Wight, so we'd, we were kind of used to each other coming into this anyway. I've played against Ollie a handful of times and knew what he was about, but obviously on ice chemistry is completely different to knowing how someone plays and how someone's going to do anything so yeah it's worked out really nice worked me Ozzy and Ollie work really well together we like playing with each other so just makes everything a lot easier and we all understand each other so it's it feels a really good puck carrying line. You know, there's there's not anybody who's sort of you know, just waiting for that pass. You, you're all really, really strong skating with the puck. Yeah, I think everyone wants the puck, which I, I don't know about the other lines. It's not really for me to think about or watch, really. But we, we all want the puck. We all want to skate with the puck. And when everyone wants it, someone's always going to have it. And I think that's the thing for our line. We like having the puck, so... As soon as we lose it, we're getting it back, and then everything's in their end. If we've got the puck, we always stand a chance of scoring. So, and we've been doing it, and hopefully we'll carry on doing it. Over the summer, you were Dave Dad's the, the the captain for for the season. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, what did that mean to you? Well, to be fair, it covers a surprise. Personally, I I thought that it would be a Bristol home person, maybe just fit in, I guess, but. I think Jamie thought about it and maybe with my experience and 
he could see a leadership there just because of what I've done in the past. And so yeah, it was a surprise, but it was a nice one. I mean, when I signed here, it was all good because everything was going to be new. It was a new ice rink, a new team for me, just everything's new. Everything's new back in Bristol. And then obviously being named the captain was a privilege. I mean, it seems like say, with all your experience, I mean, you're still only 28, but this is a, an unusually youthful team. Yeah. Th does that change your role as captain in any way? Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't really. I think I, I've said to a handful of people, no matter whether I was the captain or I wasn't, I was always going to be a vocal person. I always was a vocal person for the last couple of years in Swindon I was, so it doesn't change much in my eyes, but I think it's more of a thing of authority. So if, if I'm saying something, I think people have, have to listen to me as such, where I'm always going to be talking no matter what, and I'm sure a lot of people hear me shouting during the games. I'm not a quiet one. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Lawrence. Have a good game next weekend. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me, Graham Goodman, on this week's Bristol Pitbulls post-game show. I'd also like to thank all my guests for joining me. The Bristol Pitbulls podcast is edited and delivered by Matthew Walker of Seb Audio, producing original audio content for games, film and, of course, podcasts. We will be back after our next game. Until then, you can keep up to date with team news through our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram accounts or through our website, bristolpitbulls.co.uk, where you will also find our fixtures list. If you've enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Telling a friend about the show would really help us too. Thank you for listening.